0: Welcome to Overthink with Brittany. I am Brittany, your host. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a great sleep last night. I'm recording this very early on Friday morning. Before work, just preparing my mind, body, and spirit for the day when I thought, let's record. So as you can see by the title, I've been thinking a lot lately, as I obviously do, Just about some of the experiences I've had in the workplace throughout my career. It has been interesting to say the least. Um, Some places have been better than others. Obviously, when you're working for other people, you have to expect that you're not always going to get your way. So let me just start with the industry I work in. I do work in higher ed education. I've done this for quite some time. There is some time I've strayed away from this industry, but i found my way back as I'm currently working in that field. I work for a a pretty known campus in the South. What I will say, just to avoid naming it completely outright, there are many campuses around Georgia and the major campus is in a smaller town. The second largest campus, I would say, which mostly houses grad students, is in a major city located north of the other city. Hint, hint. And for starters, one of the conversations we always have at the place I work is just the differences between the campuses. So there's already a major difference in dynamics and culture on both campuses and I am active on both campuses just to kind of give you an idea so I do have to switch up cultures depending on what campus I am at. Now I'm born and raised in the city that the smaller campus is located in so I'm more familiar I guess if that's fair but it's it's interesting to note that at the main campus, which houses more traditional students, it's a much friendlier environment. So the people, the faculty and staff get along a lot better. They do the lunches together. They celebrate everything from birthdays to anniversaries, births. Um, we also send flowers for deaths. So it's really a hands-on type community, and they give you the the envision that they care about you, whereas the larger campus, it is almost the complete opposite. Having lived in the city of the larger campus as well, I can also see that culture played out in the workplace. So it's very much a hustle culture. Everyone wants to be on top. Everyone wants to be the leader. Everyone wants to shine. And they don't care who they throw under the bus to get there. So hopefully you get a vibe of the differences between these two campuses and where they're located. Now, throw myself in the mix. I am young comparatively, as I mentioned in my intro. I am in my late 30s. So my career hasn't been as long as most of the other people there. So I am the youngest and obviously I am black, hence the title. So it's been interesting navigating this career as a minority, honestly, in three ways. So age, the fact that I'm a woman and I'm black. Now the woman thing changes depending on the campus. We we do have quite a few women that are in upper level positions at these places, But my role as the minority has been a very interesting one, um, especially since I'm an overthinker. So I'm able to look at all different things. I sit back and I observe. And some of the things I've seen over the years are just really insane to me. It's something I hadn't experienced previously. And I wanted to take some time just to talk about that today and how to navigate the workplace as a minority. Now, I will start by saying I am actually very good at what I do. So I'm great at my job, which is why I've had a pretty lengthy career in higher ed education. I also teach as well. So I do have a full-time position and I teach as an adjunct. So I have had various instances with many different faculty members, many different staff, and interaction with the student as well. So I would think it's fair to say I have a pretty wide scope of what we're looking at here in general. I am also very Black. (laughs) I have to laugh at that because there are some people who are Black and there are some people who are Black. So I am very Black. I love my Blackness. I love my culture, love who I am. I would never want to change that for the world. And I... I thrive in that, I grow in that, I show that all the time. I wear my hair natural, I wear my hair big, I wear my big hoop earrings, I wear my jewelry. I always stand out amongst my peers, which I love. I in no way have a problem with standing out and shining and being an individual. And I'm waiting for the day someone has something to say about it. (laughs) So far, no one has, you know, we've gone through the workplace culture of discriminating against people because of their hair or because of any other reason. And I can say that one hasn't at least blatantly shown itself to me. Now, do I see the many different microaggressions that I believe come from me being Black? Yes. Yes. I can, in fairness, say that I know that 100% for sure. But I do believe that some of the things I've experienced ways I've been treated has been because I'm Black, obviously, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. So we know the recent issue that we've been dealing with since late 2019 into this year with this pandemic. The pandemic has changed a lot of work cultures, education being one of them that has been hit pretty hard. We went through the shutdown, which caused a lot of chaos. Um, I know on the the public school level, a lot of parents, frankly, lost it during that time, having to to be at home with the kids, teach the students, trying to make sure that they are staying, you know, on task and staying current in their educational learning, which has been difficult me teaching college-age students is difficult in itself. I also work with working adults so I can only imagine what parents dealt with having to see what teachers deal with with their children on a day-to-day basis but in those those COVID times as I'll call them a lot of things came to light a lot of discussions were had obviously a lot of meetings a lot of transitions So we had this one meeting one day that really stands out. And I guess for a lack of better terms, the discussion was around diversity. Now, let me add that since this conversation, there have been some changes. So now there are, I can't really say people who look like me, but we've added a couple of other people to the mix. So it is not as whitewashed and male-washed as it had been at one point. So that that's a start. That's progress. I'm still in the minority here, but for the sake of this story, I wanted to put that out there. So again, we're having this diversity conversation on a Zoom meeting. On Zoom meetings, I tend to go in and out, so I don't even think I was really paying attention until I became the topic of discussion so it was literally mentioned, well, Brittany, I want to have this conversation around you and how you feel being in this environment as a Black person. Now I took a pause because I had to, one, make sure I heard correctly. And so I often, as I do, I said, excuse me. And she repeated herself, like, yes, we want to have this discussion surrounding you and how you feel in this environment as a black person. It's a discussion we've never had, and I do think you have a voice, and we want to make sure that you feel heard. Now, you all tell me what that sounds like to you. Honestly, I'm taken aback, and I'm not sure what avenue I want to take with my response, so I remain silent. Again, I am one of one on a meeting with a bunch of people who don't look like me. So I'm not exactly sure where this conversation is going and the tone in which we're having it. So obviously in my silence, she became uncomfortable. So she continued on and she spoke about how she spoke to one of her black friends about me in particular. Yes, she said that. And why I'm so silent on meetings, and why I don't choose to speak up or, in my opinion, participate in the foolishness that I see that takes place almost daily on the campuses that I work at. Again, I'm taking a, a pause before I respond, and the only words I could utter was, Well, what did she say? Because at this point, yes, yeah, a bit of me was being facetious, but I also was curious as to what she said, having been that she's never met me before in her life, but um, she continued on to talk about how it is in our culture as black people to not speak up in environments where we're the minority for fear of being judged, trampled upon or to put ourselves in a troublesome situation when it comes to our careers. So it could very well be a fear that I may get fired for speaking my mind, or I may be seen as the angry black woman for speaking up. Now, part of me thought to myself, some of that is true. Not that we're necessarily taught that. I do think some of that is just nature when we're in environments where no one looks like us. You know, we do go into survival mode. Sometimes we do go into defense mode. However, the other piece of me is, okay, it isn't fair to put us all into one category or assume we all are alike in that aspect. And actually that wasn't the case for me. So when I took my time to... Express how I felt in that moment. One of the things I said was honestly, the reason why I choose not to participate or speak up is because I don't see anything changing anyway. So, why waste my time, my breath, my energy on something that I'm not able to control whatsoever? As you can imagine, you could hear birds chirping because it was so silent. And for me, I wasn't sure why it was silent. Is it silent because I've actually expressed something on how I feel? Or was there an offense taken that I said, well, nothing's going to change anyway? When you're in an environment of a place that's been around for years and years and people who work there for 20, 30 plus years, you can expect that they're very much a... Uh, We like to do things the way we've always done them kind of people. And that was the sense I got based on what I said. Then, of course, I just took it on further. And I expressed how we have such a high regard for the student, which is expected. It is always about what the student wants. It is always about how the student feels. We coddle the students to a certain degree. We're making sure that we are constantly available, that we're watching our speech and tone, which is something that's very important when we're speaking with the students. And I expressed, probably in larger detail, how we're always conscious of how we speak to them, how we talk to them, how we treat them, in essence to not offend them. Um, A little sidebar, we do have a large international population in which we do treat, quite differently than some of our national students, which is to be understood. These students are miles and miles away from home with no one. They've never lived here, barely speak the language. So you do have to alter your habits and mannerisms a bit. But I went on to say what we never really talk about or never really discuss is sometimes how I am treated, even by the student. If you all could have seen the look On their faces when I said that. It was so funny. It's like ghosts literally staring back at me on this meeting. And so, of course, I take this as an opportunity to continue. And I express, yeah, a lot of students treat me differently because of what I look like. And that's something that I feel you guys never take into consideration. And I also express how I experienced this as well from other black students. And we're gonna gonna delve deeper into that one because I have a real issue with that and my people and how we treat each other in certain instances. But just to make sure I was clear to them, I provided clarity on the distrust that some of the black students have with me. And to give you an example of what I mean, I can tell them information that they've asked for. I can give them resources to check behind me. I can give them the full story of exactly what needs to happen, what they need to do. I can give full step-by-step instructions. And for some reason, some of those same students feel it necessary to go to multiple other people who don't look like me to confirm everything I said. And that really pisses me off. I understand the the lack of trust we have within our community, but I have went to school for this. I know what I'm doing. I've worked here for probably a little bit longer than you've been interested in attending school here. And my word is still not enough with some of the students who look like me. I can't explain or express how offensive that can be when you deal with that so often. And yes, I have gone in on certain students in regard to that. Now, when I express that on this meeting, again, I'm looking back at ghosts. Because at this point, no one really knows how to respond. And I'm thinking, well, we, you know, we're here now. You guys wanted to have this conversation, let's have it. Let's put it all out there on the table. So the same woman who started the conversation obviously apologized for their lack of concern and care for myself as an employee. And another thing I wanted to express to them as well as to you all today is that no, it's not just about me. The point of me saying that is that you all should take a lot more care and concern for your faculty and staff as well, which proved to be something that was right when obviously, again, and I used COVID terms in the past tense earlier where I said where we were in COVID times. And I say that because right now the institution I work at, doesn't believe COVID exists anymore and we're all back to normal. But we started seeing faculty and staff losing it one by one. Obviously, we're all going through the same thing at the same time. People are losing family members. People are getting sick. People are stressed to the capacity and we're taking on the stresses of other people as well. And no one ever stopped to simply ask me or anyone else, how are you doing? And when I made that comment, again, I'm looking at ghosts and hearing crickets and birds chirping because no one has anything to say. So now I go from the black girl who never speaks to preaching. And there was no real solution had, no real conversation after that, Because obviously, they walked into something they weren't ready to deal with. They weren't ready to handle it. And therefore, they chose to overlook it. Now, I'm going to go back to this, this distrust that we have amongst each other as black people. Especially in the workplace. I have had some horrible experiences working with other black people in the workplace. And I realized some people are not going to like it, but again, we have to put things out there in order to do better. I started a poll on Instagram asking what race and sex was your favorite boss? And this was a while back, probably over the summer. So I'm really trying to recall what I can from that, but at the moment I did take note of the results because I thought it was an interesting question. So without a doubt, the winner of that was a black woman. So most people responded that a black woman was their favorite boss and it was equal as far as who said that. black men and black women equally chose a black woman as their favorite boss. Next up was a black male in which more women responded favorably to that one. Next was a white male in which more men responded favorably to that. And there was one man, one lone soldier who felt a white woman was his favorite boss. I was curious to see Just where other people stood on this and what other people thought other people had to say, because I knew that my response was going to be controversial. I already knew that from the beginning, but it was interesting to put that out there just to see what other people said. And a lot of people gave me some reasons as well as to why they felt this way. But if I had to answer this question back when I asked it, my answer would be white man. And I know a lot of you guys probably let out a long sigh and rolled your eyes then. But based on my previous experiences that I've had, especially in higher ed, that has honestly been my my most productive time. I wouldn't say favorite in the sense that, oh, my gosh, I really like him. It was more so his leadership style. His leadership style, his qualities proved productive. We got things done. We were successful. There was no pettiness. There was no cattiness. There was no drama. So I had to answer honestly that that was my answer. Am I proud of that? No. Because as a black woman, I would love to be able to to coexist with others who look like me. But I'm going to tell you, it's been on my mind heavily because I'm at a crossroad right now in my life and my career. But I think back to some of the experiences I've had working with black people. Uh, For instance, I had a black male that once blocked me from being promoted. I've had black women always try to compete with me, even people who are way above me. And I can't sit here and say I know why. I'm not going to try to say I know why because it was a conversation that was never had. So I'm not going to assume anything. But I've, I've worked with black women who literally sat me in the back of the room so that I wouldn't be seen. Literally, that's no joke. And then it turned out that she had lied on her resume and didn't have her degree. But again, that's neither here nor there. That's the pettiness in me, sorry. But I think it's a shame that when we are not the minority, so to speak, when there are others who look like us in the room or even when our customers and our our clients and students, in my case, look like us, there always has to be some type of issue. I don't know what that's about. There could be many things that can be said surrounding that, but that's been my experience and I could rest assured a lot of people can relate to that as well. But as I mentioned, I'm at a crossroad now. I don't know if it's mercury retrograde or what, because we are still in that. Yes, I do believe in that. Um, I finally become one of those people who is starting to lose it on the job. And I know a lot of people feel me. Because I've been seeing the IG posts surrounded by this. But the post that got me to thinking was the one about when you're black and good at your job, how you're just worked harder instead of promoted. And this couldn't be more true. And I lost my voice a a bit there. My apologies, but it's the truth. When you're good at what you do, it's always great job. Now, let me give you somebody else's job or let me lead you here instead of paying me more money and promoting me. And a little fun fact, I have asked for a reclassification of my position and more money, which we need to do more of on our jobs, especially us ladies. I wasn't afraid. I asked. We're going to see where that goes. But I, I think about Antonio Brown walking off the field, and as many negative things as people had to say about that, I feel him 100% because there are some days I want to throw up my middle finger and walk out. I'll be honest, those days are few and far in between. I actually enjoy, generally, what my job entails. Now, the day-to-day foolishness, I, I, I can't. Some of the student foolishness, I can't. And just to make sure I'm fair, there are equally more students who are more supportive of me because I am black, which is great. I do have a a lot of black students that I do talk to on a personal level because we built those relationships. So it's fair to say it hasn't been all negative. Now, there are some that say, oh, we got sister girl over here. She's going to help me out. No, I'm not. I'm not one of those. I'll help you as far as I can, as as much as I can, but you have to give too equally. But I don't know what to do at this point. Um, I'm just at a different point. I do think we're now in this great resignation. So again, a lot of you all feel me, whether you're willing to admit it or not. And I did have an interview recently, which... It was so funny. I was turned off immediately as soon as I heard her voice like, oh, gosh, here we are with this again. But um, I, I just this is where I'm at. And we see a lot of posts about entrepreneurship. And again, this hustle culture that we're preaching, which is fine and dandy if that's you. But if we're real, everyone can't be an entrepreneur. Everybody won't be an entrepreneur. Everybody doesn't have a desire to be. And that's okay. Please don't fall for the pressure of feeling like you have to hustle yourself to death in order to be somebody. I don't believe that's true. Also, don't get scammed by some of these classes. Like I see some of these classes that are hundreds and thousands of dollars even to teach you how to do this, teach you how to do that. People, there's this thing called Google where you can literally learn some of this stuff yourself. You could teach yourself a lot of these things. Don't get scammed into taking these expensive classes because that's what that entrepreneur decided to do to make their money. And you end up without money and still don't know what you're doing. Don't do that. At this point, I do think, however, it is important to find a hobby. Find something that you truly enjoy doing. And do more of it. It may turn into a business itself one day. Not saying, you know, it it won't be great. But don't think I have to do this to catch up with others or I have to be this. In all honesty to my entrepreneurs, I I really hope that you guys often think that one day you may grow so big that you have to hire people. Who's going to work for you if everybody's an entrepreneur? You need people to work. For you sometimes and you need to understand what it takes to be a good boss in order to lead those people and for those people to have a desire to want to continue to work with you. That's a piece that we often miss. But we need to learn how to survive in the workplace. I I don't know the solution here once again but what I do want to leave you with is always be yourself, always be you, never be afraid. That is the best piece of advice I can give to a black person in a room full of people who don't look like them. Be you, be authentic, always. Never be afraid. And when given opportunity to speak up, speak up. Even if you're not given the opportunity sometimes, speak up, say what you need to say, in a professional way, of course, as always. All right, y'all, I got to get ready to get out of here. I can't talk to y'all all day, but I promise I will be back next week. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. Bye.